about the kumbaya meetings we had this week. I may have some news for you in a moment. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Continue standing by. Okay, not 10. 25-footer, yes! Off the glass and in! An assassin, Stone Cold! Somebody in Vegas told him they were going to win by 20! The Bills make me want to Taylor going to take a shot, throwing in zone. He's got Watkins, touchdown! is on the block. Here is your host, Brent Axe. Ah! The air! Here on ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1. ESPN Radio Utica Road. Oh, what's happening, in Mohawk Valley? Great to have you on board as always. You can listen online. They do have the internet on computers now. It's a beautiful thing, my friends. ESPNSyracuse.com. Here's another great way to listen to the program. Uh, the ESPN app. You've all got the ESPN app on your phone, right? Well, no. Well, you should because all the great sports news information and all the espn stuff. But they have a listen tab there. You hit that and you find ESPN Syracuse. And you can take us with you wherever you go. It's a beautiful thing. Now, there's one more thing I want to tell you about because... For some reason, you can't listen live. And let me tell you, today would not be the day to be that guy, to not listen to this show live, as I'm about to tell you, with the star-studded lineup we have on this program today. But if for some reason you cannot listen to the show in its entirety from 4 to 6 p.m., and what else would you be doing at this time of the day? We do put this thing on iTunes. So please subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and get the best of this show sent right to you every day in podcast form. Okay? So... All the ways to listen to the show there. Here's how you can participate today, though. We are kind of jammed to the gills, but we always make room and time for the people when we can. 437-7644 is the phone number. Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The text line is 288-0644. Star-studded lineup on this show today, quite literally, in some ways. Joining us here in just a couple of minutes will be the athletic director at Syracuse University, John Wildhack in studio today. Love it. We catch up with John on a regular basis on this program, but not always uh, get the opportunity to see him here in studio with us. That'll be the case today. So we'll be joined by the athletic director in just a few minutes here in studio. Looking forward to that. We are also going to speak with Daniel Baldwin today, actor and sports talk show host? Question mark? Yes, sports talk show host. We'll tell you what that's all about coming up. The owner and president of the Syracuse Crunch, Howard Dolgan, is going to join me at 5 o'clock. Now, that would be enough show right there. Just stop right there. You're full. But make one more trip to the buffet line because we've got Dino Babers, the head coach of the Orange, as we do every Thursday coming up at 5.30. So that is the star-studded lineup on the show today. And it starts right now because as I turn to my left, ladies and gentlemen, a pleasure to have in studio... The athletic director at Syracuse University, John Wildhack. John, welcome to the Inner Sanctum. Great to have you here. Thanks, Brent. Great to be here. Great to see where the magic is made. This is so well, to speak. <laughs> that's one way to put it, right? But it is it is great to have you here. And there is so much to get into. And we always appreciate when you come on the show, but it's great to see you here. And one thing to certainly start the conversation with is this Clemson game tomorrow. You know, it started earlier this week. Coach Baber said, Hey, listen, we need you there. We want the yep. fan base 
to be at this game. So as we sit here, just about 24 hours away, how's that going, and, and how's the push going to, to pack that uh, Carrier Dome as much as Your you can tomorrow reaction, night? Reaction's been great. Um, we still have tickets for sale. Um, we still have group packages of 15 or more for uh, $30 a piece for 15 or more. Uh, limited amount of those. We still have individual game tickets uh, available as well, so you can go to uh, uh, com and uh, backslash tickets. Or you can call the Dome Ticket Office. Um, our sales staff, they are there, and they're willing to uh, and ready to help anyone. Uh, we're trying to make this kind of a community event. I think part of it is, you know, it's national TV, Brent, 7 o'clock, ESPN, only college football game televised at that time. Um, you know, we want to kind of showcase the pride of, of our community of Central New York, and it's, uh, it's a chance to do that. I think it's really important for recruits. They'll be watching. They'll be seeing. You know what kind of you know what kind of fan support that we have, and I expect it'll be a, a really neat and electric atmosphere tomorrow night. This is going to be a pretty electric atmosphere, as you said. You have the defending national champions coming in, but you just made a great point. You know this as well as anybody, having worked at ESPN. It's it's great to be on ESPN on a Saturday afternoon at three thirty or the primetime game at seven o'clock. But when you're in the midst of a busy college football Saturday, I mean, people are making choices and they're going all around. Tomorrow night, you're it. Like, this is it. It's the showcase game. It's the only game in town. The only it. game in town. And I remember, you know, being the fan that I was, and, and uh, when we played Louisville on a Friday night, Doug Marone was the coach in, you know, and we, or West Virginia. It was Geno Smith, That's and we right. beat him, and yeah. we beat him soundly. And the dome that night was alive. And just, I mean, that resonates. It resonates through the screen, and that's impactful. So it's a chance for us to. You know, for us to all collectively make a statement about uh, about uh, our support of Syracuse football, about our community, about Central New York. So you mentioned the tickets are on sale, of course, and I, I saw that you offered some local companies, got some emails with some group rates, students uh, got offered some free tickets to this game, and, you know, there's all kinds of efforts out there to, to jam the gills and get that Carrier Dome rocking tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Our Student Government Association, they stepped up big time, and they bought a, uh, a huge block, so I think we're going to have a great Student turnout tomorrow night, and that's obviously that's important too because that helps set the tone in the atmosphere. And uh, local companies have responded, and uh, we've really asked people to galvanize. And I'm very thankful for the response of of our students, uh, of our student government, of our business leaders throughout the community. And who knows, weird things happen on Friday nights in college football. He brought up West Virginia and some other games we've seen through the years, but this is going to be a tall mountain to climb. This is Clemson. This is the defending national champion here. So you know. Uh, I'm sure you've got some insight, your conversations with Dino. I'll just keep it between you and I. But, you know, listen, we know this is going to be a challenge here. How does this Syracuse team come out and, and you know, take a shot at, the, you know, in David Goliath style at a team that is, is one of the best in the country? Listen, they're really, really good. There's no question. I mean, they are good across the board. As Dino said this morning, you know, the pregame look test, okay, they're going to win that. Yes, they are. And, I, you know, and, uh, and we get that. But, you know what, our kids, you know, we're we're playing, I think, with more confidence. We've been tested on the road. We went to LSU, could have won that game in a hostile environment. NC State, who's very good, came back in the second half, made that a one possession game. So, you know, we've been, you know, we played against really good competition. This will be the best competition, but we played, you know, we played that uh, that competition on the road. Now we're at home, and I think for us, if we can get off to the type of game, we get off to a good start um, and create some momentum. And then, hey, we don't. Have, it's not best out of seven, Brent. It's one game, one night, and all we have to do is be one point better. 
it seems these games have themes when you're going to pull an upset. And one of those is, you know, get aggressive. And we saw how Syracuse was, particularly against LSU, right. and some aggressive play calling. Turnovers always seem to be key. And on that vein, you know, Kelly Bryan is going to play in this game, the Clemson quarterback. He may not be 100%, though. So, And this has been a defense that has been aggressive, has been terrific on third down. So once you get past that look test, as you said, and you just kind of get on the field with these guys, you know, there are a couple holes in the Death Star here. There are some weaknesses that Syracuse can lean on. To, Absolutely. To I mean, every, every team every team is beatable. That's why we play the games. And you're right. You got to you, know, you have to win the turnover battle. You've got uh, special teams has to perform at a really high level uh, across the board. But if you know if you do that, if you can you know you win a couple phases of the game, all right, then you've got a shot, and that's that's what you want. John Wildhack is our guest in studio here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. By the way, there's not a lot of people I interrupt my monologue for, just so you know. But you're on that list. <laughs> you are on the list. I said, yes, we will have him in at this time. I appreciate I appreciate that, and I'm sure it's uh, an esteemed list. Maybe a little more less esteemed if I'm on it. So. <laughs> no, you're right at the top of it. Trust me. Uh, so that's this game. Let's look at this team as a whole right now at midseason. You know, they're 3-3 three and three here at the midway point. You know, what have you seen that you liked, and what do you expect going forward from these guys? I think the key word is is improvement in the overall program. And it started with spring practice. Um, it carried over, you know, the offseason conditioning and workouts. I mean, a real commitment from the team, you know, to buy in, to, to Coach Babers, to the entire staff and their culture, to Coach Edinger, our strength and conditioning coach. And I think, you know, we've, we were more competitive than we were last year. Uh, we're more physical. You know, we we you know, we look better. We're a bigger team, uh, which we needed to to, uh, to get bigger to compete with the likes of the Clemson's or the Florida States of the world or the NC States. Um, I think you know, defensively, we've made real strides, real progress, and with the exception of the linebackers, it's still a relatively young defense. When you look at our front four, I mean, it's you know, it's sophomores and juniors or redshirt freshmen, so we're still young. Secondaries played better. Um, Offensively, you know, Eric has played terrific. It was great last week to see Devin Butler step up big time with a great catch. Uh, to see Ravion step up, have a big game because the more options, the more diversity that Eric has in that offense, obviously the better and the more unpredictable we can be. It puts pressure on the defense. You know, the running game, we got it going a little bit last week in the second half. And, um, you know, is, is that where I think ultimately we want it to be no because part of this offense is based on the ability to run the ball and run it effectively but i think again i think second second half of uh, last week's game we made some some progress the other thing that dante does really well which is probably undervalued he's very good in pass protection you're going to need that tomorrow night when you have that front four coming so i think overall i, th- I see progress from where we were 12 months ago what kind of conversations do you have with Dino? How often do you guys talk shop and just kind of check in, especially during the season? Because, you know, you're busy, he's busy, but, you know, I would imagine you guys get together and just kind of, you know, state of the union it, for lack of a better term. How yeah. often do you do that? We, we get together weekly, um, and I'm available at any time, um, and he knows that and vice versa. But we get together weekly, normally 48 hours before the game, and we'll just sit down and we'll talk about, all right, you know, obviously the upcoming game, maybe a little bit on last week's game, other things just administratively within the football operation and football department. But uh, I think an important part of my job is to, is to give him the time and the space and his staff to do their thing. Um, so I, you know, I'm not one who's got to sit there and you know, see Dino every single day or talk to him every single day. 
we know if he needs me, he can call me and I'll you know and I'll respond immediately and vice versa. And we do get together weekly and and we have fun. I would imagine you get feedback all the time being in the position you're in. But you know, particularly last week was homecoming, so you know you hear from the alums that everybody's coming from all points of the country. Tom Coughlin and a lot of people are back, so it's hard to generalize this, but I, I want to try to anyway. When people get in touch with you or they're back home or they're at a game and tomorrow's going to be a big one. What do they say to you about the program? What do they say to you about, hey, this is what I see, and what do they say about this is what we need? I think the I, I distill it down to one word, optimism. I Really, the feedback that I'm receiving is optimism. And I received it from Coach Coughlin. I've received it from alums. I've received it from football alums. So they, you know, they, they see it. You know what? Hey, hey, John, we're better than we were last year. Yeah, we're making progress. We're getting there. I had dinner with Mac Brown last night. He was calling the game tomorrow for ESPN. Mac and I became good friends in our time together at ESPN. And, and Mac is a straight shooter. He said, you're, you're a better team than you were last year. You're better. You're, you're, you're getting better. You're making progress. Now, what you want to do is, all right, now how do we continue to build on that progress? And it's, it's turning around a football program. You don't do it overnight. You know, in basketball, one or two recruiting classes – can make a huge difference. In football, it takes four or five recruiting classes. And the, one, you know, the two words I use with the staff is persistence and patience. Persistence at every day, what are we doing to get better as a program? What support, what additional support can we give Coach Babers and his staff to accelerate our progress? At the same time, the patience and the support to let them build this thing the right way. So we've talked a lot about football here, John, but uh, I know you love all your children equally. There's a lot of fall sports Absolutely. going on here at Syracuse. So uh, give us an update on uh, what else is happening and some other things we're keeping our eyes on. Yeah, I think uh, you know volleyball, they're on a six-game uh, win streak. Uh, they swept Boston College uh, last night up at BC. They're playing really, really well. They swept uh, Georgia Tech on Sunday. So a young team that's really starting to gel. Uh, you know, Men's soccer, we're really, really young there. And we're, there's some growing pains. And I don't know how many 2-1 games we've had. There's been a lot, and we've been on the wrong side of those 2-1 games. But it's a really, really young team, and I think the future is is extraordinarily bright for that program. Women's soccer, I see signs of progress there. We're more competitive uh, in the ACC. Um, so, you know, overall, I think it's, you know, I think it's been a, 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 a good fall. Okay, here's my annual what's going on with the Carrier Dome question. Well, I'm trying to fill it tomorrow night. <laughs> there you go. In the immediate, I, I got, to fill I, the place tomorrow. But I got to be honest. I got to be honest with you. This, this week, I haven't spent much time about on the big picture, right? That's fair. Uh, That's fair. Know, but it's you know, and I sound like I'm a, I'm a broken record, right? But it's we continue to you know do the due diligence, and you know, I think you know I think we're making progress. And the one things that the one thing that I stress in our sessions uh, is you know part of what we do is we've got to look at the amenities and the fan experience. And upgrade that upgrade that across the board. I mean that's that's something that you know is is of you know tremendous importance to to all of us. Do you think maybe some details or some plans or however you want to phrase it got out a little early and and raised expectations too high or is that just part of the process? You know, Brent, it could be you know, and that happened before I got here, so I don't know. Um, but but that clearly could be because things were they did get out publicly, and anytime that happens, there's there's expectations and. You know, we've also got two significant projects, you know, on campus now with the National Veterans Resource Center, which we're preparing to break ground on, which, you know, we're the number one private university in the country for veterans and their families. And I think that should be a point of pride for our community, just not the university. 
And it actually goes back to Chancellor Corbley in World War II. Did a little research on that. And then the Arch, you know, a student wellness center for students and our staff. That's kind of next in the queue, and we desperately need that. That's, you know, that's an integral part now to the student experience. And then, you know, after that's the uh, the dome. There's something about, to, to change the subject slightly here, John, There's you know, when you know your history, that's great. But there's something about when it's right in front of you. And when you pull up in front of the Ensley Center, there's all these statues. And there's just this constant reminder in the Carrier Dome now. I think Syracuse has done a much better job of when you walk in that building, this is what the history of this building is, football-wise. Here are the numbers. Here's what we are. So you're adding to that legacy with a Roy Simmons Jr. and Sr. statue that's going to be unveiled tomorrow, correct me if I'm wrong. And it just kind of adds to the legacy of, you know, I shouldn't say adds to the legacy. It reinforces a legacy. It, it, it shows a prior generation, like, how important these two gentlemen are. They're two of the biggest names in the history of the well, sport. It, they are. and it's, it's, it's Saturday, so it's Saturday, Saturday. at 5 p.m. Okay. Yep. Um, but you can argue first family lacrosse. I mean, it's the Simmons family, right? What they've done and what they accomplished here. And, you know, Roy Sr. Was, wasn't obviously just lacrosse. It was a number of sports that he right. either was a coach or an assistant coach. And Roy Jr., I think, I think his team's really revolutionized the game um, in terms of just, you know, kind of fast-paced, you know, very aggressive, you know, dynamic on offense. Um, and I think he was transcendent. And I think knowing and learning since I've been back for 14 months just the importance of lacrosse in this community and the fabric of this community, it's really neat to honor two Hall of Fame coaches that truly are our legends, and you can say are you know the most influential coaches um, in the history of the sport. That process is pretty interesting. We saw it with the the football statues, and now with this. Now, is this more of like more of a private funding thing? If pardon my ignorance on this, but you know, how, what's that process like? Somebody says, "Hey, I want a statue of Roy Simmons Jr." What's what's kind of the soup to nuts process? Yeah, there? it's you know we have the very specific criteria in terms if we're going to do something like that. Um, so it's just not for any former player, any former coach. So I Rick Beardsley's not getting a statue. Is what <laughs> yeah, you're saying? You, okay, you, you uh, let me the, check yeah, him you, off the you list. Need He's going to win national up. championships, that type of thing, and you know, and be here for for a set period of time. But we had some very uh, very passionate. Um, you know, lacrosse alums and donors who stepped forward and wanted to do this. And, uh, you know, we thank them for their support and their commitment. And I think uh, uh, now that when you see that uh, the unveiling on Saturday and you see that plaza and you've got the 344s and Coach Schwartzwalder and Coach Simmons Sr. and Coach Simmons Jr., it's pretty cool. Not not too many schools can rival that history, Brent. And the uh, Air Gate statue uh, should be next. Uh, maybe I'll start the <laughs> fundraising campaign for that. A couple more questions for you, John. Sure. I really appreciate your time and hanging with us. John Wildhack, the athletic director at Syracuse University. Uh, just a couple more minutes with him here. John, uh, it's interesting how you cross over between Syracuse and ESPN. And you know ESPN is right in the heart of the anthem protest discussion, both covering it and there's been some controversy there. So this hasn't really spilled into college athletics. And it hasn't at Syracuse because, you know, the, the procedure is you're not even out there when the anthem is played. Right. But given this is such a hot issue in sports – have you discussed this? Have you, you know, had some conversations internally about, okay, if this happens here, and there was a young lady who did take an issue, was a remembrance scholar mm -hmm. who was on the field for the anthem, but if an athlete wants to do it, do you have a plan on, on how to handle that? We've had, we've, you know, first of all, is, you know, the university believes in the fundamental right of the First Amendment, um, and, you know, we've talked about it to the coaching staffs, and, uh, and we said if, is if a student athlete is thinking of doing that, we want to talk to them just to make sure, all right, 
what are they trying to accomplish and make sure it's for the right reason. Um, but we are, you know, we, we are vigilant in protecting and, and honoring, uh, you know, individuals uh, um, first amendment rights it's interesting because uh, it's a college campus you know yeah. with pro sports and procedures and the nfl it's one discussion and of course the president's been very vocal about that on a college campus so these days that that discussion like takes on a whole different meaning it, it does and i mean you know we live in a in a the candidly you know our society is more polarized you know today than perhaps it's ever been um you know that's that's i think that's disturbing for for uh, for for anyone to see, um, and I I just hope that you know protest or no protest is that you know leaders can galvanize and work together um, to to do what's best for their communities, their states, you know our country, and that you know you know all our citizens, every single one of our citizens. Um, is is incredibly important and contributes to you know our great community, our state, and our country. And uh, you, you would hope this will lead to to dialogue that's necessary and ultimately actions that are necessary. All right. Well, in the meantime, tomorrow night, Syracuse, Clemson, huge game. We want to pack the Carrier Dome, get as many people there as we can. So com slash tickets. Yes. If you want to grab some tickets, Ticketmaster, uh, call the uh, Carrier Dome box office, find out about some of these deals that are going on, and you know, let's see if the Orange can pull off what would be, I, 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 don't, I ha- don't hesitate to say, the biggest win in that building since Nebraska in 84 when they beat the number one team in the country. Absolutely. Unquestionably. So we look, we look forward to it. It's a great opportunity. It's a great, uh, you know, it's a great night for our community to, to, to celebrate and, uh, you know, and to uh, show the country, you know, what, uh, what a great community this is. John, thanks for coming in and studio. Brent, my pleasure. Welcome anytime to be I, right I here. I appreciate it. Where all the magic happens, I as say, you put great, it. Great to finally see where the magic <laughs> is made. <laughs> John, thank you so much. That is the athletic director at Syracuse, John Wildhack. We'll take a break. Come back with more after this on ESPN Radio. Stay right there.